0: Hello, and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through simple, digestible lessons on legal, tax, money, and business topics. My name is Braden Drake. I'm an entrepreneur, lawyer, tax professional, educator, and author teaching you the behind-the-scenes necessities you can pair with your own expertise and innate strengths to step into the CEO role and grow the business of your dreams. So if you're ready to to get your legal and tax shit legit. Let's get started. Hello there and welcome to episode 118 of the Unfuck Your Biz podcast. As always, this is your host, Braden, And today I am joined by Parker Stevenson, the partner and chief business officer of Evolve Finance. How are you, Parker?
1: Braden, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Thanks for coming. Hopefully I got the intro right. It's kind of like a running joke at this point that I fuck up my intro every time <laughs> I introduce people by the wrong name. It's okay. I've won, at some point, I'm just going to give up and have the guests do it. But with, with that uh, theme in mind, why don't you go ahead and tell my audience a little bit more about who you are and what it is that you do?
1: Yeah. So my, again, my name is Parker. And essentially what we do at Evolve Finance is we do bookkeeping for online businesses. We've been doing bookkeeping for some of the top course creators and coaches and influencers in uh, the online, mostly online business space uh, for, for many years now. My business partner started the business back in 2010, had the good uh, foresight to focus on online business. You know, really a lot of online educators uh, is kind of our target market. And uh, we've been going at it ever since, just doing, uh, doing the books for, for online businesses, as well as providing some, um, some coaching and some insight around what their numbers in their business are telling them.
0: Okay, and God knows that everyone needs this, especially in 2020. <laughs> so, we're going to keep the intro super short today because if if you listen to this podcast regularly, you know that our Tuesday episodes are short and succinct. Um I actually kind of strong on Parker into doing this short little episode before we do our full episode. But oddly, this episode's going to release I think in early December. The other episodes not going to release until like mid-January, so It'll be a good, uh, good precursor to that. You'll all be excited to hear like all of, uh, all of what it is that Parker does. Okay, are you ready for the question? I'm gonna have you answer on this short episode.
1: Bring it. Let's go.
0: Okay, it should be pretty straightforward for you. So this comes from Natalie Ward. Again, if you're new to the podcast, what we do every Tuesday, I take one question from my Facebook group, Braden's Besties. Generally, I'm the person answering those questions. But when I have guest experts on, I pick a few questions that are within the wheelhouse for them to answer. So your question, Parker, comes from Natalie. And Natalie asks, I have no idea what to do about credit card fees like whether I record the income amount that my client paid or the amount that I actually got. What do I do? Please help me.
1: So are we talking about like the merchant, essentially the merchant fees?
0: Yeah, like the 2.9% credit card processing fee.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's amazing that you're even thinking about that because most entrepreneurs wouldn't even realize that's something they need to pay attention to. Um, But our our bookkeeping firm, what we do is like, for instance, Stripe is the most common merchant provider that our clients use. So we do log into Stripe and we would look at, so let's say, um, you know, you look in the bank account and it says you made $1,873.42 from a client. Well, what we would do is we would log into Stripe and see it's actually $2,000 even So we would record that as a $2,000 revenue transaction, but then we would subtract out the merchant fees that Stripe takes out and we categorize that as a cost of good. And if that's already making people's eyes roll into the back of their heads, just bear with me. Uh, But essentially merchant fees, uh, we do want to be tracking that. And a merchant fee is happening in the merchant account. It's not something that happens in the checking account. And I think most entrepreneurs, when they're doing their own books, if it's not happening in the checking account or on the credit card, they don't give a crap. They're like, whatever, I'm not going to pay attention to it. But technically, what you're doing and what your instincts are telling you is accurate. We want to show, well, what was the gross amount? What was the total sale? And then let's subtract out the, um, the merchant fees. And maybe even maybe you have some refunds that happen throughout the year, depending on your business model. Those refunds aren't going to show up in your checking account either. So that's a good reason to be logging into the merchant account and seeing, okay, what was really the total amount that happened? And then what is the merchant the merchant provider keeping as either their fees or as maybe some refunds if any of your clients requested refunds?
0: Beautiful. So, like, I actually do this. I just go straight to Kajabi because the money comes through Stripe, but it's all shown in Kajabi. So I do it that way. Um, what I often see happen. So this is where the Parker. I probably get myself in trouble because I don't. I'm not a bookkeeper. I'm not technically an accountant. What I tell a lot of my like DIY people is at the end of the day, the IRS just to know wants to know what taxable income you have. So if you've just been reporting the net balance in your bank account. It's not technically correct, but you're still gonna have the same tax outcome. Yes. But ideally, they want you to report all the income you're getting from your client and then negate that with the fees that you're getting. So, yeah, one it- specific question for you though. Mm-hmm. Um, so, why is it that it's a cost of good and not just a regular business expense?
1: We like to look at it as a cost of good because it's, it's a cost that's going to increase as you make more money. So we have certain expenses that and this is like a little more of an art form, I guess, than it is like necessarily like an accounting science, but we have certain expenses that we like to subtract out of our clients profit and loss statements first. Certain expenses that as their revenue grows, those expenses are going to grow right alongside. So maybe we have certain clients that spend a lot of money on advertising. As they spend more on advertising, their revenue goes up. Or maybe they do a lot of affiliate launches. So if it wasn't for those affiliates selling for them, a certain amount of their revenue just wouldn't be there. That affiliate expense is directly tied to their revenue going up. So with merchant fees, almost every single one of our clients has a merchant processor taking, you know, processing credit cards and debit cards um, from their customers. So it's something that, okay, yeah, you made $250,000 this year in revenue, but after we subtract out the merchant fees, like right off the bat, what do we have left over to then cover the rest of the expenses in your business?
0: Love it. So would it be fair to summarize by saying that like most variable costs you lump into cost of goods, whereas fixed costs are generally deductible expenses?
1: I wouldn't go that broad because it's really only, I'd say, five or six types of expenses for our clients that we serve that we would put under cost of goods. We don't like to overdo the cost of goods category because, really, like, I think everyone listening here has, like, either an information based business or a service based business. Cost of goods is really like if you're manufacturing something, you have a physical product you're actually building out. Um, but if you, you know, when you're a service provider or you're selling digital products, then Um, again, it's more up to the accountant and the bookkeeper and then your overall business model to see what types of things you would want to put under cost of goods. But I, you know, no matter the business, I would put merchant fees under cost of goods for any type of business I'm working in.
0: Okay. Awesome. All right, everyone. So I actually have like a mental list of about seven more follow-up questions on this topic, (laughs) but what we're going to do as promised, keep the Tuesday episode short. We're going to follow up with more of these questions in the longer episode we have coming out in January. I also, am going to have another one of these short Q and A's happening next week, which should be, I believe episode 119, because we're going to take Thanksgiving day off. Um, But make sure you tune in next week to the podcast to hear another question and answer from Parker. We'll have him back in January. Thanks so much for coming on the show.
1: No, thank you for having me.